0: Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name's Shay, and I'm here with Dennis and Adrian and I'm just going to invite Dennis to introduce us uh, this evening and introduce himself um, because he's the maestro that's um, made these connections and these dots with Adrian who's on the other side of the planet right now. I'm in Sunshine Coast and Dennis is in Far North Queensland in Australia. And it's evening here, nine o'clock on a beautiful Tuesday night. And I think we're in for a really exciting conversation. I feel that there's just going to be some really good juice that's been kind of fermenting and brewing in the in the backgrounds, but um, we haven't haven't really had the chance to drop in with Dennis recently. And so it's going to be a bit of a a you know, a catch up on current affairs, (laughs) if you like, but also a little bit more deeper depth into revealing. What is actually going on in terms of how our current planetary systems are perhaps collapsing or rising, or what's actually happening in between? So, I'm really excited for this chat. Thanks for bringing us together, Dennis. Lovely to meet you, Adrian. Um, Likewise. Maybe Mr. Awakening Health would like to uh, introduce Adrian
1: i oh, sure. Yeah, I think uh, some of your your uh, followers know me pretty well because we've done a fair bit of collaborating together. And um, for anybody, I presume some of Adrian's people might might uh, might have a look at this. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know me, I run a channel called Awakening and Health. I got pretty seriously uh, shadow banned, so my reach is not as extensive as, as it was about two years ago. I think we can all guess why. Uh, this this might be going to YouTube, so I'll, I'll kind of semi-censor, but to be quite honest with you, if I lose my YouTube channel, I'm not really fussed. Um, I've got a bit of a thing going on, a bit shoot on Earth Heroes as well. Uh, Shay, Shay has run uh, the platform Earth Heroes TV. He's done a fantastic job. He uh, had a, a fantastic um, documentary um, just released very recently where he traveled around and talked about regenerating the Earth, and uh, he, he did uh, a fantastic job for just a kind of a young guy. who sit with, with a, a, a small collaboration just to bring a really powerful and beautiful message to the world. So uh, I was quite surprised that he that Shay lived fairly close to where I was living in Far North Queensland, and uh, we kind of randomly met up. And um, he's been a very a, a great person to have to kind of bounce ideas off and to get important messages out. Um, as for Adrian, um, I, I've been following a few, um, I guess. Notorious uh, uh, truthers for a few years, and um, Adrian <laughs> popped up on my radar through listening to some of them, uh, notably um, Amanda Vollmer, If anybody's heard of her, and uh, Spacebusters, who I'm a big fan of, Tom Barnett. I've seen uh, I've seen a bit of Adrian's work with Tom as well, and uh, he just it a lot of the stuff that I saw with Adrian wow, just resonated really powerfully for me. Um, he he threw a bit in there about the power of language, how language works, which I'm really interested to to learn more about. He has, again, I've got a background in, in that. I guess my, my, the pinnacle of my background is intensive care nursing, but I've done drug and alcohol in lots of different other areas. So I, I use the term rel- I could almost be considered an expert, but uh, Adrian's depth of knowledge in health, which is a thing that I've been trained in, what well, I found incredibly impressive. And I actually feel that Adrian, even though I'm the person f- uh, formally trained in it, is somebody I can learn a lot from. Uh, we chatted um, a good few weeks ago now, and uh, we we had a, a really powerful conversation, I thought, around energy and flow. And, uh, and I think for me, that's the essence of health. So I'm really keen to pick... Kind of Adrian's wisdom and his expertise around some of those issues. Um, he put together, a, 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 a of which I haven't read, I, I've got to be upfront and tell you, Adrian, but I'm, I'm actually really keen to kind of get into it at some stage. But I, I guess you call it a running document, which is almost a live document where mm. he successfully treated, uh, just correct me if I'm wrong, anywhere, the, the, the serious medical issues with your partner. And mm-hmm. then you, you, so many people interested in wanting to know that information that you basically put it out there, and then you are currently just continually adding um, more bits of information as they come your way, and it's helping a a lot of people to break away from this, as we know, I I, I would say, evil um, allopathic system and and basically get their health back online. So, uh, yeah, welcome, Adrian. Excited to see what happens with this chat.
2: Gosh, not much to live up to there then. (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's um I the book came about just really for me to track the information because there was so much and I was just I was writing it down there was mind maps I shared it with people on a blog that didn't work out so well I shared the mind maps that sort of worked I shared the documents and in the end I thought I'll just write it as a book but because we've been kept in the dark forever and as we learn more it then you know, it, it's, it shines more light on areas. So the book's constantly evolving and changing. So whoever buys the book gets a free update for life. Um, there's been about 15 updates so far in the last year. Sometimes they're thick and fast. Sometimes there might not be any for a long time. It just depends on, as I see the knowledge expanding and integrating and wanting to be changed. So that's basically what I do with that. Um, but first and foremost, it's never a book I wanted to sell to anyone. It was a reference for me so that I don't forget all the stuff I was learning. And that that's really what it stays as as well but it seems to help people.
1: So, so basically the the further I've kind of gone away from the mainstream, one of the Mm. things that that is just very front of mind for me is how we need to be thinking along the lines of health in relation to energy and looking at things like the placebo effect and looking at things like flow. Mm. And what struck me when I was listening to a lot of your chats was how heavily your, your focus in that area was. Mm. And again, just um, subjectively, from where I'm sitting, I, I would probably go so far as to say that things like the placebo effect and energy, especially even energy relating to water, are probably the two most important parts of of health. Full stop. But what would you say if I threw that out there?
2: I'd I'd, I'd agree with that. The um you've also got to think about the nocebo effect. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not just making yourself well, but making yourself ill because you've been told you but you were ill, uh, which is what the mainstream are really good at. Um, but yeah, water Water seems to be the thread that connects all, all sentient life. Um, and that's why I think they work so hard on poisoning the water in terms of electromagnetic radiation and frequency, uh, sound. Uh, they poison the physical water that's coming out of the sky. They poison the water in the earth. Um, so yeah, it's, there is a massive um, agenda, I suppose, to attack the water. So if you can purify your water however you see fit to do that, you're in a a better place and it all comes back to harmonics and frequency. And I think it's all frequency and vibration when it comes down to it, because all of your senses are simply decoding the frequency of this reality or realm or whatever it is that we're actually involved in. Because at this point, I don't really know what it is. I know the experience is very real, but I have doubts as to actual what reality is right now.
1: Beautifully said. Again, I I think that's why I was really looking forward to this chat. Because it's almost like uh, some of the stuff that you put out there, you, you frame it so eloquently, but it's almost like you're reading my mind. And, and I'm, I'm in exactly that same place where, you know, I, I have no idea. I mean, I, I think the idea of us being a receiver... And just mm-hmm. interpreting things. I mean, and I've heard you talk about this before, and again, I'm fully aligned with this. Of, of uh, when we just dig into quantum physics, and when we look at the fact that uh, things like the double slit experiment, and we we realize that things are energetic. And then when you look mm-hmm. at things like psychics simen- and how energy influences things, especially coming back to water, mm-hmm. who who knows what reality is? I, I agree fully. I, I really like the way you, you kind of put that together. It's it's uh, it's yeah, it's, it's very much fits in with my with my frame of thinking.
2: Yeah, I did a couple of videos about cymatics, which are really interesting. Just touching on the subject, I try and do that with everything. I don't, I think one of the the real things that's a, a problem with the the place that we live right now and the place we find ourselves is that people are so, if I say dumbed down, I don't want to be rude to people, but intentional dumbing down that's been going on and it's to prevent people from remembering, putting themselves back together because, you know, it, it, to dismember is to take apart, to remember is to put back together again. I think of it that way um i'm losing my train of thought then as well how weird that very rarely happens to me
1: <laughs> so, so, so cymatics so, that was it cymatics I, 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 the
2: um go on
1: <clears throat> no sorry I, I was trying to get you, you you've got just right back i was going to pop yeah, it yeah please it's please gone please. again <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I got so, so so basically, you were talking about this 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 very concerted efforts to yeah. attack people, and I, and, I, and I I agree with you, like the the dumbing down. It's it's not it's that was it's, it. I got it. I got it. So here's, here's here's
2: the problem. People have yeah. to take responsibility for themselves and to stop giving responsibility for the things they're doing to themselves, for their own health, for their own thought, for their relationships, for their arguments, for everything. They've got to stop giving it to this this nanny state to these, these parents that have put themselves in the way. You've got to stop doing that because they're going to destroy everything. And, and, and quite rightly. So if you simply take responsibility for yourself and say, look, all this is on me, everything right down to all the experience. You see, when all this stuff kicked off in the world, um, I looked at it and said, all right, I don't know what's going on. So I go inside myself to change me because if my life truly is a mirror, a reflection of what I'm doing within me, then if I don't like what's going on out there, then the only way to change that, to change me, it's by looking in a mirror. You don't look at the mirror. And say, I'll tell you what, I've got a new deal for you, right? You reflection of me in the mirror, you smile first and I'll smile back at you. It doesn't work that way. And yet we're all running around saying, this is wrong, that's wrong, pointing the finger out there when in fact, we should be looking inside ourselves and healing ourselves. And that then will heal the outside, I believe. Why, well, no.
1: I, I think you're right, I and mean, I think yeah it's it's you know it, you, you kind of think back to those kind of hippie days when people are saying, You know, get in the vibe, man, and it is about vibrations and and i yeah. I've got to put it out there like to people who kind of listen to my stuff is is that that's the aspiration, but we still get trapped. I'm human as well, and i i get I get caught up and i i i want I want revenge on these guys who I feel are are kind of killing the world and and we 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 it's a part of humanity to to get dragged down, but I think the key is to realize that and then to push past that
2: it it is but you refer to yourself as you man which is a color you as a color so color of man it's it's a fictional thing you are man and share are man i'm man we're, we're all that creature if you will right. so it's it's the back to the language then when you change the language it has a different frequency a different vibration it's counting a different spell because that's what you do when you learn to read you learn to spell You're spelling your casting spells all the time. So it's about correcting those errors in the language that we've been programmed with.
1: We'll be back after a quick break.
2: Welcome to the Alchemy of Natural Healing. I'm your host, Laurel Dewey. True healing is an alchemical process, meaning it must transform you on all levels, body, mind, and spirit. What affects one affects all three. True healing is one of the hardest journeys you'll ever travel, but it's one of the most rewarding and fulfilling when you get to meet yourself for the first time. If you're ready to take that journey, let's get started.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and, and and that's another area of fascination for me is 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 when we when yeah I I kind of did a, a live talk um, a little while back in my local area, and it seems to me that there's a bit of evidence that uh, some of your your global notary literary figures and it, all, all countries seem to have one. So France has theirs, England has Shakespeare, and and even when you think of the word Shakespeare, it's shaking a spear, which is casting a wand. And these notary figures essentially changed our language and changed yeah. the meanings of words from that point on. And again, we're talking about inversion of language. We're talking about inversion of messages. We're, 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 we're talking about corruption and casting negative spe- – this is – sorry, I believe this. Uh, and I, I feel that I'm pretty close to the mark, but it's, it's – it's, 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 this is a deep, deep rabbit hole. And I think that, that this has been, I don't even know if Shakespeare actually existed or not, and there's a lot of speculation on that, but I think this was where the attack on humanity started, or sorry, it didn't start there, but sorry, it was a, a very pivotal part in the attack on humanity that we're seeing mm-hmm. today. Is that, mm-hmm. am I a am I crazy conspiracy theorist do you reckon?
2: No. Uh, Who are you conspiring with and <laughs> to what end? <laughs> But I think one of, the, one of the important things to think about, I think, when if, if people don't think words affect you and they don't have a massive impact on your physicality, if you say about someone and say you're having a difficult time with them and you say, they stabbed me in the back, that has a very mm-hmm. deep visceral feeling. Whereas if you describe that event as, well, you know, it's a little annoying it has a completely different impact on your physicality. So it's important to know that the very words you use and the words you're receiving have massive impacts on your entire physical and your energy. Because you you can feel it, your heart rate goes up. And again, if you don't think that's true, you get a phone call from someone, it flags up who it is on that little scrying mirror you carry around in your pocket, that programming device. That and you don't want to speak to them, your heart rate will go up. You know, you get all anxious and everything. And it's just an image on a black screen. It's nothing, nothing's happened to you. And yet it's having a profound impact on you. Or if you're driving, you know, your car or a vehicle, as the police like to call it, and you see a blue flashing light behind you, you will have a physical response to that. So these have massive impacts on us all the time. And yet a lot of people think you're talking mumbo jumbo and you're really not. If you just step back and look at some examples, you'll feel it and you'll see it.
1: Are you? Are you? Did you come across any of the work? And I can't remember her full name, but she's a she's a uh, New Zealand girl, and her it's Veda is her first name, and she does she does um, experiments with water a lot, like Masara Emoto. Have you come across any of her stuff? No. Um, she's just pretty incredible, but um, she she basically Emoto, as we know, would freeze water and he'd label water, and then you you look at it under a microscope and you see mm. dramatically different. Um, microscopy pictures based mm-hmm. on what intention was put towards that water. And if it was positive intention, you'd have to do this beautiful sacred geometry and negative intention um, yeah. would, would end up being oily or quite messy. But uh, this, this woman, Veda, I, I apologize, I can't remember her last name, does stuff similar where she actually plays water music. Mm-hmm. And she's identified what she calls hydroglyphs. And with certain songs, so for example, "Stairway to not mentioned, you can actually kind of see a stair-like pattern in the hieroglyphs. Mm-hmm. And the thing that's what I find really fascinating is she's got quite a big following. But when people replicate her stuff in other countries in their languages, the hieroglyphs appear consistent. Mm-hmm. And we were told that uh, you know, 75%, 85%, whatever changes all the time. Of our bodies are made of water. But what I find really interesting is that water is a little bit lighter than a lot of the other elements in our body. So in actual fact, if you went by weight, the weight of the water in your body is upwards of 94-95%. Mm-hmm. So when we're talking about how water can be can be manipulated with spells or intentions, mm-hmm. the stuff that we're both talking about here, I feel is absolutely vital for people to start grasping. And that's one of the, the really clear paths I think towards good health.
2: Well, absolutely, it, it's it's all an attack on frequency, isn't it? That's everything. That's like, you know all the horror on the television, all the bad news, all the electromagnetic frequencies, the two G, three G, four G, five G, whatever they're up to now, all those things. And yet, one of the most profound things people can do is just get outside in the bare earth, especially if it's wet, and just stand there. You know, touch a plant, go out there and reconnect to the ground and get rid of all that energy. And the other thing that the animals, you'll see them do, and I'm a big, big follower of what the animals do because they don't have all this pre-programming until the men and women have got hold of them for long enough. They shake themselves. So start shaking yourself. Start shaking all that bad stuff out. When you get the stress, go shake. Arms, legs, just just get rid of it all. And it works really well. You see the animals do it all the time. If they're going to have a fight, the first thing they do afterwards is shake.
1: Have, have, you, have you come across uh, what's his name the the certified health nut? I can't remember his name. No, uh, he's an American fella who who, uh, who literally does that, and uh, you know it, 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 he talks about how that relates to chi and whatnot. And I, I'm actually I haven't really considered doing it, but you, you're really that's why I enjoy these conversations because it makes yeah. me think, and I think oh yeah maybe I should integrate this stuff into into my routine. But yeah, yeah absolutely. The animals just, just, just haven't got try, haven't yeah. got that. Yeah, haven't got that power of programming. I think you're exactly right.
2: Well, they do in the end because they become like their owners but well, the ones in the wild yes, they're the ones unless, to watch
1: yeah and, and I often use animals as a reference because again we, I'm, I'm sure you, you know a lot about this stuff but when we look at Western A. Price and the stuff he did in relation to you know how our bases have changed and how our teeth are different yeah. and again I, I kind of throw this to people when I'm trying to you know get, get catch them but uh, you know you look at a herd of zebra you look at a herd of giraffe whatever they all have straight teeth hmm they're all kind of homogenous. We're, we're once, once I guess uh, man has interfered with stuff, things start going wrong. Well, you know, and then animals, as we said, are connected to the ground. They ideally are drinking okay water, but we're trying to do a number on it with that. But uh, yeah, replicating some of what animals do, I think you're spot on.
2: Yeah, well, just nature in general. You know, if you can find the natural mm-hmm. world, go look at it, see what it does, start to work with it. You are from that place. What you know? If someone said, "Well, I'm not." So, well, where would you come from? You know, you, you are built primarily from what your mother breathed out, drank, and thought about, and that's it. How could you be anything else? So how can you not be part of the ground? And yet you spend your entire so, life distancing yourself from it. So it's no wonder you're ill.
1: So I guess one of the things that strikes me about yourself is, 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 is you kind of just really just have, the, you exude this kind of calmness. And when people start getting down the rabbit hole about what's going on in the world, they're they're Again, I think there is a concerted attack on us, and I think you'd probably agree with that. Mm-hmm. And for people who are supposed to get down that rabbit hole, there's, there, and I want to as well, there's an, a, an overwhelming stress. There's almost a panic. There's there's almost a, uh, I don't know, a rushing around trying to garner as much knowledge as you can. So there are a couple of questions I'm going to throw at you. The first question is, were you always so, so uh, I guess, harmonious? And then the second question, if you weren't, was what kind of prompted you to to start catching on to some of this stuff, or, or to start letting go of those things that are try- that are I guess catching us to make us sick?
2: Okay. Well, the 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 answer to the first question is no. I wasn't always that way. Um, and then the answer to the second point was stuff happened. <laughs> 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 but I'll go know, back
1: i some of this from your chats before to some people, but I, but I'm kind of interested to hear it again, I, and I'm interested that you know you, you throw that journey out there to kind of inspire some people, if you if you don't mind, of course.
2: No, that that's fine. By the way, it says the meeting is going to end in ten minutes, so we'll have to reconvene and start recording again. Zoom does that now. Okay. Um, so yeah, the, the 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 long and the short of it was that I was very much in my early days up until about probably. How old do I have been, 20, 27, 28? I thought the medical industry was just the bee's knees and you'd have a pill to sort this and you'd take these tablets and these hippies running around with crazy bastards and didn't know what was going on. They'd lost the plot and technology was everything. And that was me. Um, and then yeah. my mum, I'd watched her die over 10 years and be tortured by the medical uh, industrial death and suffering cult and cartel. Um, and I remember thinking, this can't be right. How can they've never figured this stuff out? Um, and that's that's really where my journey of, of distrust and really becoming more aware, I suppose, of what was actually going on and that there's just a, a big profit-driven game going on and a power game um, to control us and to keep us dumbed down. And that, that was really the transition point for me. But in terms of being calm, yeah, I've always been reasonably calm because I, I always know I can figure stuff out and it will always work out in the end, provided I get out of the damn way. It's so when I stand in the way and try and think my way through things instead of feeling my way through things, which of course is everything we're taught at school. Is you know stop living in your imagination. All the things that are really important. So that really was the transitional point for me. Was around my mum's death that I just started to distrust everything. And there was some business problems I had, and there was a fraud investigation. A whole bunch of stuff went crazy. I got divorced. Mum died. I had a nervous breakdown. And that was the point at which I said, right, no, none of this stuff makes any sense. And I used weed and alcohol for many years to try and rebuild myself and to stop myself going into a place I never wanted to get to. Um, and that that was the kind of transition point. And then I did some DMT, and that 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 changed everything for me because then you realise that you you are part of something far greater, and you're also far longer than this brief period we have in a life. So then I just relaxed and said, you know, it doesn't matter how long it takes. We'll just crack on and have some fun.
1: What kind of what kind of time periods are you talking about? How, roughly, what ages for for that kind of I guess <clears> the <throat> spiral with, with
2: self medicating and then and uh, around two thousand two uh, up until probably seven eight years ago really. It was a long time before I put okay. myself back together.
1: So so that's and I mean that's that's quite inspiring because because uh, you know it, it just goes to show that you know you, you don't have to have started this journey when you're as young and as good-looking as somebody like Shay, for example. But, uh, you know, you, you kind of go through your life and and, and you can kind of make dramatic change at any point. Um, I had another question. I'm, I'm, I should stop rabbiting because I, I, I frigging, I've just lost track of this question. I was going to hit you, which I thought was a pretty really good one. Ah, that's right. So, so again, with with all the disinformation, with, with all you know, we hear one thing: this, this is good, this is bad. The there's the you know, yoga is a demonic or or free. I don't know. Hinduism is this, or Catholicism is this, or meditation is not good. And I, I've uh, I've kind of experienced um a thing called bufo a couple of times, uh, which was quite incredible. And um, it, again, it's it's um uh, it's a little bit like DMT, but not quite. So, how would you respond? If 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 somebody were to, and I'll, I'll be devil's advocate and say, and and, I'll, and to, how would you respond if I said that that can lead to negative attachments, maybe demonic, and uh, we should be avoiding all that stuff, and it's risky to delve into some of those uh, other energetic realms uh, where you know the devil might lie. I wanted to come from a, 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 maybe a, a Christianish type point
2: of view what if the devil resides within you what if you are the devil and what if you are everything else as well because you are so I, i think i think one of the things that certainly i was very careful when i did my journey was to set the environment and to make sure i was in the right place and that got me thinking as well that when you do anything you know whether you choose to eat vegetarian as an example or you want to be carnivorous or you want to do alcohol or you want to do anything It's more important about how you are feeling about yourself in the moment you are doing that than the actual act itself, because that determines how you're going to respond to it and what effect it's going to have on you more than anything. So if you use alcohol as an example, and you're in a really shit place and you're feeling terrible, it's going to have a pretty profoundly bad effect on your entire physiology. Whereas if you are having a great time and it's just to lift you even further, is it really that bad? I don't think so. It's not something I involve myself with anymore, but I think if you're going to delve into those things and you're genuinely curious and you are careful about the environment, and for example, I wouldn't do ayahuasca if I was going to do that in a hotel room in a big city. I think that's the wrong environment, but I would consider doing it out in a dark old forest somewhere with some people that I loved and cared for and trusted. And we were in a good environment and a good place. And I was in a good place. So I think that has a lot more to do with it. No, and and it's it's really preparing yourself, but you'll you'll find all sorts of nonsense anywhere. You know, you you can find evil in in great beauty and good. It's really strange the way this whole realm works. But then yes. the other thing I've learned to do is I I focus on what I like, what I love, and if I don't like something, I stop. If I'm hearing it, I stop listening to it. If I'm having trouble with what I'm looking at, I stop looking at it. Because you get what you focus on, you get what you feel. So I'm very careful now about how I direct that tuner that I am. Because if you look at, if you remember the old car car, car phones and you had an aerial on the roof and it was a ball on the top and then a spiral coming down. Well, isn't that what your spine looks like with your brain on top? It's a transmitter receiver. So if that's the case, I want to make sure that I'm tuned to the channel that I want to receive more of. And I'm not focusing on the bad channel, the horror movie, like what we're experiencing in the world right now. They want everyone focused on that horror movie. So people create more of that reality for them because we're the creators. They're not. I wandered
0: off with that. I, I think it All right. It sounds like we're still like going to be reversing again. I'm just going to mute you, Bella, and um, let you work out your audio there. Well, Adrian and I, I guess we could just kind of... I just feel to share, you know, I feel quite inspired by your um, sharing in the first segment of the, uh, this conversation. I love the the focus on the piece and key ultimately to you know human evolution in this format of this paradigm uh, being awareness and the responsibility that comes with awareness um, as a human be- a man being
2: <laughs> it's <laughs> hard. Man being it's all sense.
0: pre-programmed language absolutely yeah it's crazy how much it's just like even the understanding piece of standing under you know there's so That's many right, yeah. layers and so much depth to this you know this journey of awakening and yeah. um, realizing and, and just expanding our awareness and beautiful to hear your story as well I really love what you shared um, you know particularly the piece that's what I found for most people's journey it, it usually has taken some level of um, intense and extreme pain and suffering yeah. or something to really on a personal, very personal level that has a heightened elevated emotion that triggers Something so piercing into our into our hearts, into our being, that really kind of takes us back a couple of steps to to really start to question. Which it sounds like you've been on this beautiful journey of self-inquiry and self-reflection, and 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 doing that deeper inner self-work to you know heal that unresolved emotional trauma to the failure of the third party being an outside person, but really. You know bringing that responsibility back back within and i really loved I, I there was one piece that i i kind of felt to just elaborate on a little bit more if you're open mm. to it uh-huh. um because I, I love you know the acknowledgement of the psychedelics as a tool let's say yeah natural you know plant medicines given given to us by nature this mm. magnificent intelligent source mm-hmm. that has provided this. Um, you know chemical compound for us to have this reaction that just enlightens us to mm. a new way of seeing the seeing the world mm. and I guess um you've placed a heavy emphasis on the the thinking mind, which I really see the relevance of um, and also recognize our our inner feelings are somewhat uh, manipulatable, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> particularly <do> you reckon? <laughs> when we're talking about uh energy, vibration, and frequency, yeah. you know, and how levels of emotion, whether they're you know measurable, let's say uh, by by a vibration denser or yeah. a lighter, where we could you look at really look at the archetypes, and I think when we start to look at the words, as Dennis had mentioned earlier, particularly focusing on the kind of demonic devil or you know the god light, and seeing them as more archetypes, so so if we have that archetype within us, as you had mentioned, Adrian, that's a part of us, but seeing it as like, you know, a, a level of energy, seeing it from the perspective of what what is this kind of frequency. And I really mm-hmm. love the analogy that you use, like kind of changing the radio station to tune into that vibration or mm-hmm. kind of, let's say, um, perspective or awareness or mm-hmm. the, the mind song i like to use because the sound is really kind of tangible for us as humans to mm-hmm. grasp onto this concept that we are living in a vibratory world and i love you know breaking down the words further as well like you've kind of elaborated and looking at where vib- vibram comes from as the viper of the snake or the serpent and um here in australia the indigenous cultures the rainbow serpent that created the. Planet, and then it, it's it's just evident across all all cultures, ancient cultures, ancient history, that yeah. that has been you know removed, and it seems so obvious. Now, I guess where where I want to drop in, and, and I'm curious to hear your perspective on this a little bit more, Adrian, because we were kind of all on the same page, the three of us here, and agreeing that it, it seems way too obviously, um, kind of intentionally. Kept from us, let's say. Um, but then again, that perspective—that they are doing something to prevent us from understanding or comprehending or having this awareness—it's almost again like a blame and a point in the finger. Where what you're, what you're suggesting, and what I'm hearing from you is that ultimately, it's us. It's about us reclaiming um, <laughs> our true sovereignty, our true being, our true innate full capacity to fully realize what we're capable of as human beings and with this tremendous mind heart organs body you know tools of hands that we have so with that level of awareness um, what what is you know the most kind of profound actionable steps that we can take in today's day and age moving forward particularly when we're in a, a time of it seems like mass polarity right we have on one hand people over here, like absolutely hypnotized, like just boom, banging their heads against the wall, boom, 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 not, you know, like same story, same rubbish, same Mm. and not learning insanity. But then on the other hand, you know, we're having these conversations and we're opening up this discussions to dive deeper into Mm -hmm. what we're truly made of. Mm. And so moving forward, recognizing we're in a time of transition, but, but looking forth You've shared the history a bit. We're recognizing where we are now and looking forward into the future. We kick the can down the road again. What does that look like when the world begins to reconnect back to our inner selves on a deeper level? And we become, as you said, the creators of reality of our own reality. And, and how can we use that wisdom from the future, from our like possibilities of potential out there and pull it back into this moment and ground it in as a foundational layer. That we can practice and hone, and, and as Dennis said, integrate into our daily lives, so like these practices you said, like sh- shaking and and so forth. So, just curious to get your perspective a little bit more on those. that that, that version, Adrian.
2: That's a big question. <laughs> um, I, well, I, it, there's a couple of things that spring to mind when you were talking about that. Number one is you said about reaching into the future to bring it back to now, but is future and past just time constructs and isn't time just a method of control because it it, it, where i stand it's only ever right now because i never get to the future and i never was in the past i'm only here so on that basis i i i I tend to live right now as 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 best i can and it's difficult because i still find myself wandering off in my mind having these stupid conversations and playing out dramas that never really existed. You know, so I find, I catch myself doing that, but what I try and do all the time is stay grounded and stay here and right now. So for me, some of the most profound things to do is meditate at least once a day. I've done that for 45 odd years now, 47 years. That, learning how to do that, just quieten your mind and to stay present in the meditation, that that takes some skill uh, and some practice. Um, and, and just really being out in touch with nature and surrounding myself with interesting conversations like this and different people and having proper conversations, meaningful conversations, asking and answering questions and really getting a feel for things. But that's the other thing as well is to, to use the entire apparatus you've got. Don't just live in here. And when I say it's important to feel I think a lot of people say, well, you shouldn't be emotionally driven. I'm not saying you should be. I think you should be aware of the sensations in your body because you're living in this, very intelligent suit if you will that's how you're experiencing this realm this avatar whatever it is so pay attention to it all and understand that it's really easy to to mind control you either yourself or someone else is doing it so don't just use that use the rest of it and monitor it and see how it goes and then everyone's at a different place everyone's searching for different things everyone's in a different drama a different play a different movie whatever you want to call it so everyone, you know, live your life out the way that feels good to you. And and don't worry, don't think you've missed the boat because you haven't. It's just the journey, but actually the journey is here. Because as people say, I want to get to there. No, you don't. You want to enjoy the journey. Stay here, stay right now and enjoy and milk this moment for everything. Because it's the only one you've got.
0: Yeah. So good, Adrian. Thanks for sharing, man. That's, it's mm-hmm. powerful. And it's, um, it's very true and it's many, many levels. And I'm just curious to check in with Dennis. How is your, I would suggest, like I'm often considering, you know, my life, for example, when I go back to it, where it took, took me a calamity and a tragedy and, mm-hmm. um, an awakening. And then, you know, this, this journey of continuously revealing and peeling Mm -hmm. back the layers and going deeper into myself and just recognizing my own patterns, you know, my own emotional Mm -hmm. patterns, my own behavioral patterns, my own, you know, thought patterns Mm -hmm. and realizing that it took me to go and go on this massive journey of looking outside because I feel like we're we're taught so much from a young age to learn about ourselves from the outside world, from Mm -hmm. the three-dimensional reality. And I went on this quest to go and like learn about how to work with the environment and the earth and create this film and and like post up all these screens and have all this going on in the external world. When re- reality was like inside, internally, I was still, I was still tangled up and strangling <laughs> myself and my mm. my deeper emotions and everything going on mm-hmm. inside of me. Yeah. And when wh- wh- I guess where I'm where I'm going with this and the question I'd be curious to ask as well is is realistically when we're identifying that about ourselves and about our own truth about our own you know realization of why we are here mm-hmm. let alone who we are you know realizing these deeper questions that have been asked throughout history as you know foundations to human existence mm-hmm. but now more and more people are just tapping into that sensory kind of antenna to to ping out these um messages Mm. and and then be open to receive them and allowing that kind of transmission of electrical current that runs through our body or our water being our light body how that how that impacts not just ourselves but those around us and when there's more people playing at that Mm -hmm. higher um kind of bandwidth let's say as you said in the radio station Mm-hmm. what kind of, you know, what actually is really possible is like beyond probably what I, we can even still imagine at this point, but I'm, I'm curious in those conversations to dive deeper into because so, so often in this particularly kind of, let's say, you know, truther crowd or, um, you know, awakened um, audience or this kind of followership of the unified field in the quantum realm but really what is the what is the conversation's language that we need to be speaking to, to govern our consciousness through our words and 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 you know so much so that the, the the old paradigm is just dissolves and it's vanished and really reclaiming you know our innate gifts as human beings whether it be you know telepathy or um you know, astral travel or with time travel or any of these kinds of, you know, which may have seen in the past very kind of wild and out there, um, possibilities for human capacity to be able to live in this way. But getting so caught up in the carnage of the stress field, um, dense frequencies of our cityscapes and our um, environments, that we've really suppressed these to the point of diseasing ourselves. So, what, if we're at optimal health, let's say, like, and that was an, an optimal health from this perspective was our baseline default kind of um, mechanism. What what is the potential beyond there? What what else is possible for our species? <laughs>
2: I mean, the short answer is, I really don't know. I, I have a, a feeling that we're probably running at one or 2% of what we're truly capable of, um, if it's that high. Uh, I, I, I suspect there are, yeah, the, the, we're running it at a, a fraction of a percent. It's interesting you mentioned about time travel, because one of the things that I remember hearing a long time ago, and I've been thinking a lot about, it. you know, what I said before about, is, is time just a control mechanism? And if that is the case, then every location has a frequency. It has a vibration to it. So wouldn't time then just be another vibrational coordinate. And if you could figure a way to tune to the coordinates of that time and place, you Mm. would instantly be there experiencing that because you're no longer tuned to this frequency, it's a bit like turning your television from channel one to channel 10,
0: Mm.
2: the channel one's still there, but because you're tuned to channel 10, now that becomes your experience. Channel one hasn't ceased to exist, it's still there. And I do wonder about you know, the whole thing of time of that, if, if that's how the whole thing works. But I, I think that if we, one of the ways to get more out of this physical apparatus is to detoxify it in terms of physically detoxify it. So drinking only pure water, like distilled water as an example, to grow your own food, as best you can to have more of that because that contains more lo- local information to you, right along you know, to soaking the seeds in your own saliva in your mouth before you plant them because they, they contain more information about you then so they can grow more for you. Um, making sure that you're not putting creams and lotions on your body that are full of toxins. Trying to figure ways to get away from all the stuff that's spraying in the sky all the time. Stay away from all the emotional toxicity that you're putting up in relationships with yourself, with others, with the television television all that stuff so the more that we can purify the physical apparatus i think that will automatically allow more of the things that we we're endowed with that we should be able to do that should start to open themselves up and also a lot of it comes down to beliefs you've got to hang out with people and start to consider well what if that's possible and just float the ideas to gently ease your way through because you know it's like ill health it's only because you're disallowing good health So you've got to learn to allow things in again, to start consider what's possible, to remember that whatever you've learned at school, you didn't learn it, you were taught it, and there's a difference. You were taught it, it's part of the mind control stuff. So it's allowing those things to happen and to really connect again with what you are and who you are and how it works. Like, you know, back to the animals again, our cat knows exactly when my partner Helen is gonna be home because she goes and sits by the door and it'll be a different time every day. But she knows, and I know when Helen's coming, because I see the cat walk past my, my study door, to go to the front door and wait because she knows she's going to feed her because i don't feed her well, i do if helen's not about but it's it's that kind of thing so we have that ability too and you've had that oh you know i was just thinking about you and your mate calls you so we've got touches of this going on all the time and i think this is why we took to the internet because it reminds us of we have access to all information and accurate information not the stuff that's on the internet that's fed to you by a search engine that's been modified and twisted anyway but we have access to that. And I think that's why we've went, oh, this is awesome. This is because that's that connection. And that's why people I think get so wound up. One of the reasons when they feel disconnected because they think that's the real thing and it's not, it's an artificially created thing to stop you looking at what the real thing really is. That, that's my take on that anyway.
0: That's so good, man. I absolutely love that. And um, I've got a question I'd love to discuss openly. This is this This is one for you as well, Dennis. And it has to do with really asking that deeper psychological question, which is we've stood the, the, you know, the, the test of time and human history, which I think we're kind of alluding to a little bit more, but it, basically it comes from, and I'm just going to share a little story to kind of map out the picture of how we can answer this. Um, but essentially this is largely due to a lot of the work of uh, Santos Bonacci, who's an astrologer. Uh, primarily, he's also um, very disciplined in many other schools as well. But what he suggests is, particularly in this era that we're in now, of this procession that happens, which is as we talked about earlier, discussing time, discussing patterns of nature, discussing cycles, and we can all recognize that you know when, when we look over to the east, the sun rises and then sets in the west, you know, virtually every day without fail. But it does, it does got drop 41 degrees in the winter period. So 41 degrees, it's lower in the winter. So we have what's called the ecliptic of the sun, which is the pathway of the sun. And when we look through ancient cultures, you know, they all basically, essentially worship the sun. You know, that's why in Egyptian era, that they, they had the um, Horus, Set, um, Isis, and Ra were the four kind of gods of Egypt, which was essentially the position of the sun in the sky. And so going further on that, what they discovered in modern day science um, and also in past um, the, you know, ancient civilizations, they, they really understood and they knew that when the sun rise in the east and then it set in the west, it was followed in the evening by basically a river of stars. And they mapped out the stars quite tremendously um, well. But what happened was the stars, they, as they followed the sun from east to west, every 72 years, they would start one degree backwards. So although they were going east to west in the same way as the sun, every 72 years they discovered it would be behind by one degree. So that means every, every 30 degrees, it would be further back and that was roughly around 2000 years. And they map this out in their charts and calendars, in their clocks, in their um, ancient clocks. And so the relevance of that, particularly in the, the cycle that we're in today, um, in this great year cycle, because what they witnessed was that the, you know, it ran through all the different star signs. So they were using the, the sun and the stars as measurement of um, positioning of our place within the cosmos, within the universe to give us a greater sense of who we are, where we are and why we're here, our purpose. But the key in this procession, so ultimately, even though the stars are going east to west, they're going backwards over time. And so this is when the Kali Yuga or that's in the yoga Vedic text, they called it, or even in um, the Mayan calendar, they had a 25,000 year cycle, which in our modern day, we don't even consider like often what we're doing next week or next year. You know, we we can only plan so far ahead, but they had mapped out this cycle for human civilization for 25,000 years. And once it gets, eventually, as time goes, the stars will go so far back, it will do a full cycle and start from the start again. It will make its way all the way 360 degrees around and back. So the relevance of that, and and part of the question I want to ask you guys is when these kind of um, stars, what they realized when they were studying the stars, that stars are primarily binary, meaning they have a relationship. So we talked about it on the externals, like the internal, on a micro on a macro. So on a micro level, we love to have relationships. Adrian just mentioned his partner there, um, Dennis, I'm not sure if he's got a partner he's interacting with currently, um, but I, I, I got a partner here, which is and she's beautiful and we just love this kind of duality and polarity where we bounce off each other like magnets kind of thing where there's at an attraction let's say in electromagnetism and so our primary star the sun is a light body that gives us this energy that adrian speaks to allows us to heal allows us to get energy allows us to be awake and alive in the day right and it has a relationship with the brightest star in our others in our solar system in the night sky is Sirius. And they have this relationship where they interact, and they come together, and they do this kind of so-called spiral-like um, dance, let's say. And when what happens is when the stars are furthest away from each other in their cycle, just like when the moon's the furthest away, uh, we have less light of uh, angle of light on the Earth, right? So because it's a it's a star, it's obviously many many light years away, but when it's furthest away in its cycle, there is less um, light that we can um, feel tangibly on the earth, just like when the moon's full or the moon's not full, or if the moon's closer or the moon's further away in its cycle. So the relevance of that and looking at how that impacts our consciousness is that when, and astrologists knew this because they call it, the, it's, called, it's called the Golden Age or the age of Aquarius in the great year cycle, 25,000 year cycle. And what happens is the sun, the stars, as they come closer together, there is literally, tangibly more light on the planet. That means we're, we are conscious of more. It's like in this room, if I turn the lights off and I just shine the light in 25% of the room, just I could only see a little bit of the room, right? But if I, you know, eventually open the light up, I could see more of the room to the point where if I the, the light was on in the whole room, I would be fully aware of everything in the room, all the dirty bits, all the cobwebs, all of the nasty dark shadow kind of areas of the room that I was trying to hide before. And as there's more light, they come together. We literally have more access to consciousness here on the planet as human beings. We have more awareness. We have, you know, just naturally more light on the earth, giving us more energy, more, um, different experience. Right. So my question is what I'm really curious about this in discovering, um, this kind of astrological phenomena and how that plays out for our human being, our man beings is are, it, are we impacted? Well, cause I can definitely, I can certainly, um, realize that there's no way that I can change, you know what time the sun rises tomorrow i can't just go okay I, i'm a creator being within right i can create my reality but i can't just suddenly go take a day off today son i'm gonna i'm gonna have a lie and you know like the sun on point every day is just like coming up whether i like it or not so there, there are these systems that we are locked into i feel like that we are just like we are very much um a part of and it's just going to continue to come around day after day so my question is, like, are, are we impacted by our environment, by the stars, by the light, by the sun, by this, these greater energy forces? Or if we really like, grasp this concept that we've been speaking to as we've been opening up this conversation around our empowerment and our potential and our um, you know, creative beingness, are we creating the stars? I actually honestly don't know. And it's kind of like that question about, you know, children when their children are coming up. Yeah. am I like I am today because I was gifted, you know, the opportunity to have this mother and father, or did I choose to be incarnated to this man and this woman? What do you guys feel?
2: Okay. Um, the very final part, did you choose? Yes, I think so. Um, but you're not aware of the choice, certainly not in the early days. Um, and as far as creating the rest of the reality, you you have to be having a part of it because it responds to every thought, every vibration is changing constantly. But I do think that there are there are rules to the game, rules of engagement, rules for the play that you're in that allow you to have the experience like i said you know in the in the previous bit when we were on zoom that the you're um you, you can't experience the kind of so-called solidness of this even though it's not solid otherwise you wouldn't have the experience so i think it's all part of whatever this is you know a holosphere I, i've had it all called different things i don't know but you have to have some kind of framework in order for you to have an experience within the framework which is a really crap answer, but it's the best one I can come up with right now.
0: <laughs> nah, that's great. I love it. I love it because it's like, for me, it's one thing to look into the quantum field and say, yeah, everything's ninety-nine point nine percent space, and this, you know, this table that you knocked not is not, it's not real. It's not even solid. It's like to conceptualize that through my mind which is perceiving my reality through my senses through the Mm -hmm. sound through the touch through the feeling it's like it's real and i'm there's like this real hook you know that that,
2: the nightmares are real as well because you have a physical response to nightmares you can wake up with your heart pounding you can sweat you know you can you can pee the bed if you get scared enough all sorts of stuff can happen because the experience is real And that's the one thing i wanted to you know to to stress that i didn't really say before that just because it might not physically exist as we perceive it the actual experience of it is very real and that to me is what this realm is all about is about it's about experience Mm. and about choosing experience and about learning from the experience and about healing from those experiences and with those experiences as well
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i like that what what do you feel
1: uh, it, it just throws up as many uh, throws up many questions and answers a little bit. But I had some ob- observations as you guys were talking, which I, which I think are 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 very pertinent. One, I think, it kind of goes back to what you were saying before, Adrian. That's a very long time frame that, that twenty five thousand year time frame. and A few people go into it, and I think it is relevant because it it is going to impact on our weather. I mean, it looks to me that that we are going to get an ice age um, based on what we're talk, what you're talking about. Say in reality, but um. Essentially, we, we have to be focused on the now and being present is a huge part of, of, of I think, the way forward and how we're going to try and help humanity and how we're going to try and connect. And the other thing I, I was reflecting on when I'm hearing you guys talk is that's under attack. So, and, and this is one of the things I teach, there's no fear in the present. Even if a tiger is going to jump on you, that still is in the future, but at any given second, there is no fear. And people could argue, oh, there's fear in the past. No, no, no. There's no fear in the past either. It's only in the future. We based our perceptions of future fear on our experiences of the past, and that's very, very different. So this this relates very much back to, I guess, you know, why why we're all kind of driven in this direction is is again, it kind of gets back to this idea that the, the and I and I hate calling them the people who rule the world, but essentially they're people kind of pulling strings, the puppet masters, and this presence, being present is always under attack. You have your bills to pay. What will happen in the future? What's going to be forced on the next? Who's going to attack you? And this keeps us in a perpetual state of fear. And as, as Adrian is very well acquainted with, that just raises your cortisol slightly, it leads to tissue damage, then you have sickness, then you have cancers, etc., etc., which kind of pulls it really nicely back to the kind of health focus that we started with. So, so, um, I, and, and the other thing, which which kind of struck me as well, which is something I reflected on, uh, you know, on and off over the years, is when we do talk about quantum fields and and um, things being more energetic, and when we talk about again the double slit experiment, I often wonder: is that just another part of shaping our reality? And who's doing what? Is our perception creating reality, or is the reality influencing our perception? And I often think about the explosion of cameras. That have hit us they're in phones they're in fridges they're in doorknobs they're everywhere and literally we know that the that the very um the very uh, act of observation changes things from waveform to solid so if we are working from a waveform perception we can literally perform magic but if everything's being made solid we lose our capacity to manipulate energy and perform magic so that's not really an answer but uh it's more of a reflection on on kind of listening to 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 what you guys are saying i'm I'm kind of keen to hear your thoughts on that adrian
2: well it's yeah um you're right about the cameras but it goes back to what i was saying before about people being so reliant like on the internet and being so connected to it because it's just another reflection for them of what they should and can be doing internally with all the, the equipment that you have. Um, yeah, I I don't have much to add to that really, except yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah, I agree as well. Something that I'm just to explore particularly as Dennis was mentioning that, like, um, I think he used the term, the wave, the wave, what was the term you used before that you had the physical and then the, um, the wave reality, let's say, or the yeah, pulsation yeah. wave particles. Yeah, I, I, is that is that what you, the word you use?
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so there's a few different ways to describe it, but but if you, if you talk about kind of classic quantum physics, they they discuss more about wave form and particle. Then you, yeah. You, can, you can probably sort of so throw in a few there's other descriptors in there, but again, I I the, I think understand it. I'm A comfortable with it, and it's something I'm yeah. very very uh, kind of passionate about trying to how people look at is is not only the placebo effect, but the nocebo effect. And this again relates very much back to essentially a manipulation of waveform and energy. And this is where, where absolutely true healing can occur. Just that belief, that intention, and whether that's directly based on how we were putting our attention towards water or whether it's just more magical or more mystical I'm not too sure it does it does strike me as very interesting if you just delve back into all those old fairy tales and whatnot there are these constant themes of the kings wanting to get rid of magic so if you want to stay in control of the world and if you want to rule the world you don't want powerful people and it seems to be there's a there's at least an analogy along that, whether whether it's actually metaphorical or whether it's true, same thing is happening here. We we have everybody has this this absolutely incredible potential, but we're we're being we're being, I lost you a little bit there. At, at every given turn, whether it's again with the Wi-Fi or polluted water or vaccines, oh, so dare I mentioned that word. Um, We're we're having our energy just mercilessly attacked and also psychologically attacked. And even to get back to what you were discussing, Shay, that even the effects of light. I mean, I'm sitting in a place, it's not my place, and I've got these fluorescent globes just burning at me. And we know that it's such an under-discussed topic is how light affects us, and it does. It causes stress.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's just that's such a good point. And I always love how you mention, you know, in hospitals, they're, it's the same thing, these fluorescent lights that are definitely not, I would say, helping our health. But Dennis, you bring up a really good point, particularly around looking at the powers that be and the role of this power. And we're, we're agreeing that, you know, words are governing our consciousness as our spells. So one word that I've really loved um exploring a little bit more in depthly recently is this word omnipotence being unlimited power and you know I, I feel like a lot of people have this kind of negative attachment to the word of power like oh they're e- they're powerful and they're evil and they're but realistically what i've realized is that it's not necessarily the power that that a person or a group of people or a family have that is the cause of such destruction, but how that power is used, let's say, because someone might have a lot of power, on the other hand, and be, you know, using it for healing and using it for change and using it for, um, you know, helping people achieve health, right, let's say. And so this level of, like, omnipotence, this unlimited power would be someone with the ability i feel to be able to almost have a thought and manifest it instantly you know like be able to visualize create visualize create and that would be like this because as you said like things move slower in the physical world like the thought world it's kind of just like boom thoughts coming and going all the time we've got these ideas just coming in um but then then in the physical realm there's this there's it's like the solidness takes longer to move through and it, although it seems like things are speeding up
2: maybe yeah. that's not such a bad thing shay sorry for talking. you can you imagine yeah. the mayhem if everything became reality in an instant you'd spend yeah. most of your time undoing what you were thinking about <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true that is very true yeah that's a very good point yeah um but I guess, uh, let's, let's dive into the words a bit more. I'd be curious to, to, to
1: learn some more on the yeah. power kind of words. Of on that. Uh, you know, there's that classic kind of uh, conundrum, you know, uh, about omnipotence, and uh, if God could create a rock he couldn't lift, is that possible? So if he's uh, truly omnipotent, he can create the rock, but then how can he not lift it? So, so you know, I, and uh, the other thing which kind of strikes me is, is that old saying of as above, so below. So, you know, if, if we, there, there's all these microcosms, but if there are gods, they've got the same stresses as us on a different level. Uh, dogs and cats have the same stresses as us on a, on a different level. Ants have the same stresses as us on a different level. So so what are we just adding? We're just adding layers of intelligence, really. But essentially, I, I, I even if we had, uh, you know, omnipotence, I, I still think we would be in these, uh, you know, I guess, for one of a better word, polarity cycles where we you know, have our struggles with our demons or our negativity or, or whatever else.
0: Yeah, thanks for sharing, Dennis. Um, I, I always love the, it's, it's super interesting. What I, I love what you shared at the very first segment of this conversation, Adrian, and it was, um, we're talking about, you know, the, the traumatized, Way of being, disempowered. Way of being where we point the finger at what you said quote was parents who put themselves in the way. <laughs> I love that because it seems like you know what Dennis is speaking to just now, particularly around this like you know levels of intelligence was the words he used of you know awareness and and ultimately I, I always see like Adrian was mentioning the book that he wrote re- recently and. Um. Although that book has like probably many stories, and it has a lot of complexity, and it's probably helped a lot of people, and it has like you know such diversity, that book can never comprehend. You know the the comprehension that the writer Adrian had. You know the thoughts that you have, the life that you live. So there's like this, you know, there's there's a sto- there's a narrative in the story of the book, and then there's this higher intelligence of Adrian that created it. And, it, and just like us, we're having this conversation and we're asking these deep, meaningful questions. But we're probably very likely, and seems like we're all on that same page of we actually really don't know what it is that is creating this reality for us, or, or you know how this is all coming to be. But we're experiencing it, and we're going to make it a good experience. And I love that uh, really light side of joy that you bring to this conversation, Adrian. And um, in this chat so yeah i really really appreciate that element and obviously dennis to life he's um it's very enthusiastic excitable um being to bounce around with and yeah i don't know what what you guys are how your time is going but i just wanted to honor your um timeline
1: Obviously, my bad getting on the low cycle what i'd love to do is, is just have a, a, a really nice wrap-up from Adrian, because I, I think your your full of wisdom. I, I love what you got to 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 put out there, Adrian. But um, you know, I, I guess to, you know if we're if we're looking at people who are who are listening in or are who are following, what do you, what do you reckon? Just as 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 a kind of a simple strategy. And and again, it's it's tough to it's tough to kind of have a position because I genuinely think we're we're in World War Three, but I don't want to sit in that place of fear. And it would seem to me that the people who are following kind of the stuff that I put out, and maybe the stuff you put out there, they're people who are a little bit more aware. And unfortunately, if you're a bit more aware, you, you, you have that focus that, you know, there's a bit of an attack going on. And I think we strive to sit in a place of, no, of, of less fear. I mean, it's kind of impossible, I guess, to, to, to have no fear. Or at least for myself, I kind of find myself wavering up and down. So if you, if you had to kind of throw some kind of simple message out there especially for Shay's group of people who maybe don't know a lot of your stuff for your work um, what, what are the kind of essential things that you'd say this is what you should be doing and there's no right or wrong answer obviously
2: well, that's a relief <laughs> <laughs> I, I think I'd say this if you if you could Come to realize at some level of your being that you are an eternal being and this isn't the only experience you have had or will have it's just an experience and just trust your instincts stop stop paying attention to all the noise all the nonsense all the programming and get back in touch with what's important to you get back in touch with the earth with your friends with your family And start to have meaningful discussions outside and inside with yourself about what you can glean from this and you are so much smarter than these idiot crackpots playing whatever part they're playing on that part of the game because that's all they are they're fools they're buffoons every single one of them you you couldn't possibly do that job if you had any modicum of intelligence and any modicum of feeling So you can outsmart, outmaneuver and all the rest of it. And it's all like I talked about earlier, right? for me anyway, is taking back responsibility for everything and then working accordingly and trust your feelings. If you get a feeling like I had to buy a load of tools in and learn how to use them properly, go do that. If you have a feeling you should plant a garden and grow some stuff, go do it. Now, don't overwhelm yourself with the fact that you can't grow the entire garden and you can't do everything. Every single mouthful, that you can grow this year is one less mouthful you're dependent on the system for. So just take little tiny steps because everyone overestimates what they can do in the next month, but underestimates what they could do in the next year or two. So I would just take little tiny steps and surround yourself with people that that support you, that challenge you, that get you to think and ask yourself questions and figure out and, and come together in your local community. That's, that's one thing I've been doing in the community gardens like the other day we harvested from five hives we got just shy of 400 pounds of honey which was awesome it was a very sticky job too but it's it's about working with those people that have the local knowledge that have the local experience and and come together with them suggest things help them work as teams all this this business of of globalization which is what it's all about It's a nonsense, it should be localization. You don't need any of them for anything. You need the people around you and you form part of those people. They are your people, just like you're their people. So I think it's about just working with that family that you're part of locally and get to know it again and just relax and enjoy the journey. Because that's all it is. It's about you discovering more about what's going on. And one of the things you talked about with the light, which was interesting, yeah irrespective about the other stuff you talked about the the conceptual idea that there is much more light all of this crap that's going on has been going on for eons it's nothing new i don't think it's just that because we're now shining such a brighter light on it that we're more aware of it and and it to me it feels very much like when you when you have a cold or a flu which is nothing more than a detoxification event and if you think that you caught something from someone else and it's their fault, then you need to step back and take responsibility for the fact that you have got too many toxins in your system and your body's gone right. Now's a good time. We've got too much. It's time to express that. right. So just, just be aware of all those things and just take responsibility and just take baby steps. That's all it takes. As long as you're, as long as you've got some kind of movement going on in the moment, you will start to progress. That's all you need to do. It doesn't matter where you're at. Find someone who knows if you need more knowledge. I knew nothing about gardening, so I went and found people who've been gardening 30, 40, 50 years and said, how do I learn from you? And you learn very quickly. You know, mechanic stuff. I got a couple of mates who are really good mechanics. I go and study them. I help them. I watch them. I ask them tons of questions, right? Get back to doing that. Get your eyes off these stupid fucking machines because they are just be the death of you. You don't need them. You know, get out and live your life. That, that's, in summary, that's what I'd say to people.
1: Absolutely, absolutely love it, mate. Absolutely love it. And again, even just reflected now, you know, some of the stuff you say in there. We had a chat, as I said, a few weeks ago, and, and I felt quite uplifted after chatting to you at that time. And again, just that that kind of you know no nonsense, you know, direct approach. And I, I'm feeling quite happy again. And and what you said there, just about connecting with, with people who give you good energy, that's absolutely essential. And, and and probably about the only thing I'd add to what you say there is try to, trying to find stillness. And that's what you chipped in before with, with that, with, with meditation. I think that, that place of stillness, which I, I struggle with periodically. But if you can kind of send yourself and get that, you get some incredible answers as well. Shay, any comments on that?
0: I just want to just say thanks for your time, gentlemen, and an honor. And um, lovely to meet Adrian. Thanks again for initiating this call, Dennis. And uh, hopefully we can do it again
2: sometime. Thank you to you both as well. It's been really good fun. I've enjoyed this.
0: Nice, good man. All right, guys. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Many
2: thanks. Likewise. I'll send you an email. Cool.
0: Take care. Yeah.